Hello and welcome to At Home with Ashley G. I'm Ashley Gronwald, a real estate agent, mother of three, living in Raleigh, North Carolina with my husband Jed. I hope you'll join me as we discuss all things that begin in the home, such as family, marriage, faith, parenting, organizing, and plus a sprinkle of real estate. I look forward to building a community with you as we navigate the joys of owning a home and making it our safe haven for our family. Because home is where it all begins. Hi everyone, it's Ashley Gronwald and I'm here with my friend Beth Strebel and she just bought a house with me and so I thought I wanted to ask her if she would come on and share her experience because as most of you have heard, the market is crazy, insane, the hardest thing in the world to do right now is to buy a house and I thought she just did it her and her family. And so I wanted her to share her experience of walking through the process, beginning to end, um, what was hard, what was easy, what was good, where she saw God in the process. And so I'm going to let her kind of share her journey as we're going through this process. If you have questions, please send them in before or after. If you're listening to this live, you can send them in and we'll try to answer them. Otherwise, if you listen to it later, send them and Beth and I can respond um, and try and give you some answers. But we're going to try and give you some specifics of what it looked like for her and her family to buy a house because they had a really remarkable just journey. And I wanted everyone to hear it because I think right now everyone's like, can you even buy a house? It's too hard. And it it is hard but it's possible because Beth and her family just did it. So I want to jump right in with you, Beth. And um, do you want to share anything about you and your family before we jump in through your journey? Yeah, sure. We moved here from Florida just about a year ago now. And so that's just in and of itself. Like we moved March 14th, which was the day basically everything started shutting down. And it's a unique time to move for sure. You don't get to meet as many people as you thought you would have. And my husband is a general manager of United Fitness CrossFit. Um, I help out a little bit in that. And then I'm a stay at home mom. Um, I have a two year old and I have a three month old. Awesome. Your family moved down here in the midst of a pandemic, having a hard time probably meeting people, like you said. Your sister-in-law, which is a dear friend of mine, Mina, introduces us and says, hey, if you're gonna buy a house, work with our team. Was there anything that gave you hesitation or confidence that we would be a good fit to start the process after Mina made the introduction? I mean, I, I know that Mina does her research on every product she buys, every type of thing like that. So if Mina says, this realtor is the best realtor, then I can basically blindly trust her with anything that she says so she had yeah connected us then and then our other friends the Mattiolis they had just also used you as a realtor and had an awesome experience and the one thing Mo said to me that I was just like yeah definitely we have to have Ashley is she's like Ashley will fight for you and she will get you the house if you need it or if you want it if you really want it bad she'll get it for you so I was just like okay she's our she's our girl I love that so much um and I didn't pay them to say that but I will thank them for saying that because I got to help both of them and it was such a pleasure but that is one thing like especially in this market you've got to have somebody who's willing to tell you maybe some things you don't want to hear hard to hear and I am a fighter for my clients. It's like you hire me to help you buy a house. And so I'm going to do everything I can in my power to get you a house. And some of those recommendations are going to be really scary, risky, uncomfortable. And that's where we decide together as a team what makes sense for your family, which I think yours is a perfect example of that. So what were your initial thoughts and feelings going into the process of buying a home? You're moving here to a new area, new job, just had a baby. Like, What was your initial thoughts of what is this going to be like buying a house? Yeah, I think initially for us, it was we believed that 
God had brought us here. Definitely COVID made it a little bit more difficult than I was expecting in the beginning. And so making those steps in, into buying a house for me was a sense of permanence and that, okay, we will be stepping out of our apartment lease, which is not permanent. And we will be stepping into a mortgage, which is permanent. And so I had to trust the Lord a little bit with that because I was like, all right, I guess we're here for the long haul. But also I was thinking, oh my word, isn't there so much paperwork to fill out? And isn't there so much work to be done? And I was a little nervous about trying to find all the things we would need, um, but it ended up just being seamless with working with you. Um, and then also working with Alcova Mortgage was just so simple and easy. That's awesome that you say that because I think that's my number one goal is to take a process that can feel overwhelming and make it as simple and as stress-free as I possibly can. Now there's factors I can't control, but you know we do this hundreds of times in you know a year so we we've got this down to a science but someone who does this a couple times in a lifetime can feel like this is too much it, the paperwork like you said the steps the inspections the due diligence process the negotiations the moving the packing it's just too much but we really try to make it as seamless as possible so i'm so glad that that was the experience you guys had so my next question i think this is what our listeners will be curious to hear is i had warned you at the beginning this is a very competitive market. Did you realize just how competitive it was? Probably not. I was clued in when we went to go see the house for the first time and there was somebody else already there looking at the house. And while we were there, I think two other cars had pulled up to be seeing the house at the same time. And it was kind of like, oh man, you kind of like check them out as you leave. Like, all right, am I outbidding you? Like what, you know? So that clued me off right away. Just okay, there's a lot of people interested in this house, not just me. And I think that's what's so hard for buyers is it's like, I want a house and I think I want this one. And now I think I want it more because other people want it. But then it's like, it's an emotional decision. And then there's someone in the family who's the more practical, logical person. And then there's the one that's more risk adverse and then one who's more risk taker. And so you have all these dynamics playing into it. And I think that's one of the hardest things that I have to communicate is, do you realize what it's going to take to get a house? And what I love about my job is that I do get to go on this journey with, with buyers and sellers of just what God's doing in their life. I, I just get to be a little piece of the, the story and I just get to watch, you know, and I remember you saying when we came to terms of your offer of saying, if this house is the house God wants for us, he will make a way. And I, it gives me chills now just thinking about it. Cause I'm like at being in the field, it's like, I've got to use all my tools and, and be strategic and analytical. And I've got to help, you know, figure out a way to be all the other buyers and give you the shot. And then sometimes it just reminds me to stop and remember who's in control and it's not me and it's not the market. It's not anybody but God. And so that was such a good reminder when you said that to me. So when it came to the time that where you've looked at the house, you want to offer on it, I gave you some recommendations. What was your initial response to that? What, what did you and Nick like say to each other and process that? Yeah, so we obviously had to bid over list price and we had kind of said a number in our head to each other like, okay, what would be your highest that you would? And it was lower than what was your even lowest 
recommendation to bid. So then when we got the paperwork, we're just like, oh, did you see it? You know, <laughs> and we decided we obviously listened to your your counsel. Um, and I'm very glad that we did. The other scary part for us was the due diligence. And you recommended a, for me, it seemed like a very high due diligence. And we just, Nick is definitely more of a risk taker than I am. So I kind of had to come to terms with, okay, like we will put this due diligence down, but that's where also we, I just had to trust the Lord and say like, okay, we'll put this offer on. And if this isn't the house that God has for us, I'm not saying that it's not a perfect house, but just the perfect one for us, then he'll get it for us. And I mean, it worked. Our prayers worked and he was on our side. That's awesome. Yeah. And I'm glad that you're not giving specific numbers because I think that the market is different since you even closed on it. It's been about a month or two almost at this point, two months. So the market has even drastically gotten gotten more competitive. And so I would even say the due diligence that I recommended to you, which at that time felt crazy, has doubled at minimum at this point. And so we're not even going to say numbers because I think that it takes away from your story, which is at that time, that was aggressive. And some of my clients, like I've had a couple of clients where they've offered on four or five homes before they've gotten one. That was not your story. And I'm thankful because the emotional roller coaster of bidding on four or five homes is exhausting. And I say that as a real estate agent, I can only imagine for the family who's envisioning their kids there. Do I want to make a life here? Where is our small group going to meet? How's parking? All these things that I don't have to live with. And I'm exhausted with each no, each rejection. And so I'm so thankful that wasn't your experience because this was the first house you offered on and you and you won in a multiple offer, very aggressive, competitive um, situation. So you had literally just had a baby. And so I would say most people, they're either they're going to wait to have the baby and then get settled and have go through the process or um, do it as far before the baby comes. Now, that wasn't what happened for you guys. How did that play into all of this? Yeah, I definitely didn't want to be moving right before we had um, Zoe. But as soon as we had her, I was just kind of like looking around. We were living in an apartment. I have to take my big dog outside to go to the bathroom. I was like, this is annoying. I want to get out of this apartment as fast as possible. Um, I want to be able to have a yard where we can spend our summer and our spring. And so if anything, I think it helped push us to do it. Like, hey, we have outgrown this space. So let's move and let's move now. That's awesome. And I think I am trying to be helpful, especially to um, families who have little kids or a kid on the way and trying to navigate the timing of it because we all nest differently. We all have different needs. And um, I, I like to move because then my husband has to go through some of his stuff and some of it has to get purged. And I love that. So I'm, you know, I'm not the typical person that enjoys the, that moving process, but um, I just thought that that was awesome that you just had a baby and then went through the process and and essentially brought her home to this new home versus kind of nesting in the apartment for a year, which some people do. And they wait a year or so before they do it. So it's totally possible. You guys did it. So kind of going back to these terms of 
that I recommended for our offer. You know, you offered over list price, a very strong competitive due diligence fee, which for our listeners is a non-refundable fee that you lose if the house doesn't appraise, if the inspections don't go well. So, and that was the part you said was nerve wracking is this due diligence fee that we're offering that we could lose if we decide to walk away. So again, I, I see this a million times, you being not going through this process that often. What did you do with, I, I mean, it sounds like you, you prayed, you trust the Lord and just put your hope that we'll, we'll put an amount out there. If the seller accepts it, then we have to move forward one step at a time and see what happens in the inspection. So as things unravel, you do your inspection, the appraisal, how, how are you feeling about that due diligence fee? Are you feeling locked into the house? Like you have no choice, but to buy it. How did you feel when the results of these kind of milestone things come up? How did you feel about that amount of money that you've given? Yeah. Well, we obviously bought the house. So, um, I probably did feel a little bit stuck, like, well, whatever happens, whatever comes up, we're going to be stuck with it. Um, now, obviously, we didn't have anything super major come up in the inspections, um, a few minor things. But I also have a handy husband. Um, his father is a contractor. My father is a contractor. And so I knew that if something was pretty off, but my dad said we can fix it, I could trust that he could come and give us a, a helping hand with it. But I mean, it was so seamless and just the inspections getting scheduled and very quickly those all happened. And so we had time even to think about, okay, like here's what our reports came back. Are we still, are we still good with this? And we're like, yeah, we're still good with this. So in the end, I don't regret that decision at all to put that amount on as a due diligence. But if something had been super major in the house, we would have been bummed. Thankfully, we didn't have that happen. And I think that's what we're all, you know, when I'm navigating this with any buyer is our hope is that there isn't anything significant. But if there is something significant, we're going to tell the seller about it. We're going to try to conversate on, okay, now you have this big issue that you have to either disclose to the next buyer or try and make it right for us. And so I tell people that the vast majority of people, even on the other side, are not trying to take advantage advantage of people. They don't feel good about giving a, a home that's broken per se to the next family. And so that's, I mean, you got to somewhat protect yourself, but lean on the fact that these, this is another family wanting to pass on generally a home that they raise their kids in potentially to you. So thankfully, like you said, there wasn't anything significant that came up. Um, so you felt comfortable moving forward without feeling so like we've got so much money in this. We have no other choice. And to be quite honest, I just have not had that very often. I would say less than a handful of times in over 600 homes where a buyer is in and the results of the inspection or the appraisal are so bad that they back away from a large sum of money. It's just, it happens just not very often. You have to be prepared for it, but thankfully it wasn't the case for you guys. Now, what about the appraisal part of it? Do you remember how that turned out and how you felt about the appraisal results? Yeah, so our appraisal came in just a little bit higher than what we had actually offered on the house. So I was so thankful for that. Once we got the report, I called Nick. I said, did you see the appraisal? He's like, no, I haven't looked at it yet. I was like, it is just a little bit over our offer. And he was like, oh, wow, that's awesome. So we were so thankful to the Lord just for even that small detail. We saw his hand in the whole process of us buying this house. 
And that's so cool because that's not the case for everybody, especially in this market where homes are selling 20, 30, 40, 50,000 over list price. Like appraisers, I think, are trying to bridge these gaps, but some of them are so large they can't. And so some buyers are making up the difference 10, 20, 30, 40, 50,000. And so for you guys to offer way higher than what you wanted to, and then for it to appraise not only at what you offered, but a little bit more, it just, I mean, again, why I wanted people to hear your story because it just, God's faithfulness to you through the process was awesome. Was there anything that you remember beginning to end that I said that you felt was helpful? Again, because I say a lot of the same things to people that I have found helpful to understand and navigate the process. But was there anything that stuck out to you that you would say to a friend as they're maybe meeting with you saying, hey, we're getting ready to buy a house. What would you say to them maybe that you learned through the process that I enlightened you to? Yeah, you told us to go drive by houses that we saw listed and just see if we like the area because there might be things you don't, you cannot see in the listing. And so we actually did. I think we drove by three houses and made a decision like we had loved them when we saw them at first. And we're like, no, this is not the house we want or this is not the one. So that I, I think that was one of the biggest things was just go look at the house beforehand, just do a drive by. Obviously if they're up for showings, you kind of got to get in there, but that was huge for us. I'm glad we didn't just go and see the house without having gone beforehand to check out the neighborhood. That was big, 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 big for us. I'm glad you say that. Cause I think some of our buyers get a little annoyed that we're like, did you drive by it? Did you drive by? Did you drive by? And the reason we say that is because as agents, we advertise the best parts of the house. So those pictures are the best things. It's like the trailer of the movie, the things that make you want to go see it. But if you are getting to the house and you see power lines, 540 steep driveway, the neighbor's homes are not well taken care of. All of those things can be a deal breaker. And so you can be excited to go see a house and then get there and say, we don't even need to go inside because we don't like X, Y, Z. So driving by is such a good way to maximize your time and try to kind of protect your emotions because every house you walk in, you're thinking, could this be the one? Could this be the one? And if you can eliminate it by driving by, you can help kind of manage all the emotions that are going into this. So this is kind of off the cuff question for you, but I've heard a lot of clients say in this stressful market, they're at odds with their spouse more than they've ever been distressed. And, you know, one might want to offer higher than the other. And they're just kind of a little bit just struggling, you know, in their marriage per se. Like I've had a couple say, we're going to take a step back because we're fighting more than we've ever fought in our marriage. Did you and Nick experience any of that? I know your journey wasn't long, like some of these where they looked at 20, 30 houses and offered on four or five of them. But did you experience anything like that um, that you would share? I wouldn't have said that we did. Um, I think we were both on the same page, especially if we had to make up our own offers or our own like, okay, this is the best idea we might have, but. I think we lost you for a second, but I think what you're saying is essentially that I gave you my recommendation. So you guys were able to look at that together and then come back and say, okay, this is higher than what we wanted, but she's been doing this. We've told her we want the house. And that's what I generally try to gauge is how much do you want this? Cause I'm going to go fight for it, but I don't want to go fight for the wrong house. Meaning you guys kind of like it. And I usually try to talk buyers out of that. If you're like, Oh, we like it. It checks some boxes. I'm like, let's keep looking because it's got to check enough boxes for you to go fight for it. And so I'm so glad that you're saying that 
that kind of me putting a recommendation out there, and I try to give some ranges of price and due diligence fee to say, here's the minimum I would do, and then this or more is the range, and then let you guys determine it. But it sounds like that maybe helped you guys not go head to head. Is that true? Yeah, that's definitely true. And I also really appreciate, I, I felt you gauging that with us. Like, okay, so like, what's your hesitation? You haven't given me a yes or a no yet. And um, I told you well, we're thinking about updating. So we need to see if we can update it within our budget. And so that's what we were doing a lot of is crunching numbers with updates too, to see, okay, is this house something we can fix to be what we want it to be? And that was super helpful too. I, I knew you were like, okay, do you really want this house? <laughs> you guys are taking a minute. And I love that because sometimes we don't get much time. Like there's a deadline and we have to make such a quick decision. You guys had a little bit of time. Um, I never want to push it too close to the timeline where we're all stressing. But, you know, some people I'm saying you might not be able to renovate it or update it right now, but in the near future, save up for those things because it's like right now it's just a privilege to be able to buy. And then, you know, it might not be the dream kitchen or the dream whatever that you were hoping for, but if you can at least get into a house, start building equity, because um, the prices have gone up even since you've bought, which is crazy. I mean, that house would have sold probably for five to 10,000 more than what you got it for just two months ago. So I think all of that you have to keep in mind. And I always say like, have the long game like the long game, not the short game in mind, because the long game says I'm building equity. We can do some things over time. Luckily for you guys, you got to do some stuff right away before you moved in, which is awesome. But you've got to think for, you know, the interest rates, which you guys got to take advantage of and other aspects of the market is only going to probably get more aggressive as you get further into spring and summer. And so waiting could work, but could also be to your detriment. So would you share a little bit about the things that you did before moving in? Because I know I connected you to one of my vendors and said, hey, can you at least give them an estimate on carpet paint so they can have an idea before solidifying their offer. So what did you guys end up doing? And now you've moved in. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So we uh, redid the carpet and all of the bedrooms and kind of the main upstairs living area, which just gave it such a new fresh look. It just finally felt like, oh, I can put stuff down without feeling like it's dirty. Um, we also did the LVT in our downstairs and that turned out so good. I just am so happy with the color we picked. And then we have put in new cabinets and we're actually still waiting on our countertops. So <laughs> we don't have a kitchen sink and we don't have our countertops at the moment, but it's all part of the adventure and we're here for it. So that's been fun and just not really updates in the bathrooms yet. That's something that will come down the line. That's awesome. Yeah, I know that it's so fun to be able to pick out your own type of improvements and and then do them before you move in. I know that's always ideal. It's not always an option, um, but if you can, it's so great to be able to get that stuff done before moving in so it feels clean and fresh, like you said. So as we're wrapping up here, is there any words of advice you would offer to buyers right now, friends that are coming up to you saying, you just bought a house, tell us what to do, what's great, what's hard, what would your recommendation to them be? I would say do the drive-bys for sure. Um, I would say get pre-approved on a loan. And then I would say, don't dilly dally, just go like start now today because you don't want to wait till the end of summer where the market could be much more aggressive. 
That's such great advice. And, and that's the things that we're sharing too. And I'm so glad that you kind of gave a shout out there to Steve Hobbs with Alcova Mortgage, because I try to tell people I get nothing from working with him. You can work with any lender you want, but a lot of times at the end of a process with a different lender, my buyers will say, yeah, I wish I would have worked with Steve. And I'm like, I know, I know, because I've worked with him for 10 years. And so we, we know how to work together and there's no one that can get a loan closed timely and be more responsive and available personally, he gives you your, his cell phone number. So I always say I get nothing from working from him other than the peace of mind that you're going to actually close and there's not going to be any financial you know, components that would um, hijack our ability to, to buy. Well, I thank you so much for sharing your experience. I think the takeaway is one, like be proactive, like you were saying. Um, make sure you have a real estate agent that you trust and then also trust the Lord in, in the process as a whole. But that doesn't mean you sit back and not take the advice of the people that are that you've hired to help you. So take their advice, but also then lean into the Lord um, in his provision for you guys. So thanks so much for sharing all that. I can't wait to see your final finished product of your house with the countertops and the kitchen, the flooring and all that sounds beautiful. But Thank you again. And um, I hope this was helpful to anyone else thinking about buying. And if you are interested, I'd love to help you just reach out. Thank you again, Beth. It was so great to walk you through the process and get to know your family this way. So thanks again. And I'll see everybody next week. Thank you for joining me today. And if you connected with something that was said, I hope you will share this with a friend, subscribe and leave a review. Thanks for sharing this journey with me at home where it all begins.